welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts, and this is episode 90. Wow, 90 episodes in one year. Well, I'm going to talk about Mother's Day. I'm going to talk about the books I read. I'm going to talk about the film Slow West. I'm going to talk about Nevers. I'm going to talk about politics, and we'll end with a quote. So stay tuned. Well, it looks like we're going to have rain. And uh, I hope everyone had a nice Mother's Day. I know I did. It was great. I, um, I got my mother a card. I fixed all of her cords. I put like these um, little um, things around it so that the cords wouldn't break because she kept breaking every cord that she would have, like the Apple, you know, cords, USB-C cords. So I put this little protection on it. And I got her also a stronger cord, like a thick, like almost steel cord. Like there's no way you can actually break that thing. And um, I got her a book. I got her the first book in the Bridgerton series. I got her a card. And then when I woke up this morning, we read the book. Um, uh, it's an elephant book about um, mothers and sons. It's really sad and cute. It's a nice little moment. And then there's another book called um, With This Pig, which we've named him Napoleon. And it comes from... Uh, so we read those books, and that was nice um, to have that moment. Uh, then we went to the Palm, and, uh, and I had my usual. Uh, she got prime rib, and uh, it was nice. And then I had rehearsal. And the reason it's been harder to get this um, in is I've had so many. I've had. I'm doing two plays right now, and I've been trying to, you know, get off book on both of them. Uh, one I'm off book on. The other I'm about to be off book. But it's been a lot of work. So I'm just kind of letting in everyone know why, you know, it's been a little late here and there. Because it's just been a lot of work. Uh, Saturday, I just sat for like three hours and just ran lines over and over again by myself. Going over lines, going over lines, going over lines. It's just got to be that, that rapid um, memory. But I hope everyone had a nice uh, Mother's Day. Um, I know it's raining right now, which is uh, unfortunate. But you know what? I kind of like the sound of rain. Um, I hope you had a nice Mother's Day. Um, wow. That is uh, some powerful rain. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be that strong. But what can you do? Things, you know... Things happen. Um, but yeah, the, my life has been going great. Um, I feel like I'm becoming more zen-like. Um, I know probably everyone feels like that. And I, I just feel more calm and in control. And, you know, the more I do my meditation, the more work I do with Mind Valley, the more I realize that, you know, there's that voice that comes up when I'm, like, really busy and goes, it's going to be okay. Just take it easy. And I think if we can all find that voice that says, it's going to be okay. <laughs> like with this rain right now. <laughs> Normally I would shut it off, but um, I've never done a, you know, a, a podcast during the rain. And I've got to be honest with you, this is one of my favorite sounds to listen to. When I go to sleep, I put on rain sounds. 
so it doesn't look like I have to do that, but it's probably not going to rain all night. But I do love the sound of rain. And uh, let's reflect a little bit here. 90 episodes. That's amazing. It was just last year in, in, in May. And, and finally in June, I took the plunge that I did my own podcast. And here we are almost about a year in, and I'm at 90 episodes. That's amazing. And I hope to only continue to grow. Um, next year, um, yeah, in June, uh, we'll begin season two. Season two of um, this podcast, which is amazing. I mean, most people do this and then they stop after six months. I've been going for a whole year. That shows that if you put in dedication and the time, you can do it. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do it if you have something to say. And I feel like I have something to say about life, about things. And, you know, as I said, I feel like I'm becoming more zen-like. Like, things don't bother me as much. And I'm just, you know, trying to find the good in everything. And I think if we can find the good in situations, we won't panic. Now, let's talk a little bit about the books I read. So I stumbled across this book, The Visual MBA, Masters in Business Associate, uh, Masters in Business, is, I believe what the degree would be. Well, anyway, it's supposed to cover the two years in a Master's Business degree um, by Jason Barron, and it's really cool. It's a, it's a short book, but it talks about business, and it has a lot of visuals, and I think a lot of these business books miss that. They need that visual, and there's these pictures, and then it's got the information. It's it's a really nice read. It's similar to the, the Lemonade Stand book that I read, and I'm just, I'm really learning a lot about business by just finding these, these simple books, and then graduating to more books, you know, just starting with that. Um, the other book I'm about to finish is My Side of the Mountain by Jean Craighead George. It's more of a children's book, but it's really interesting. It's about a boy who, you know, kind of goes off on his own and is trying to live off the land, and I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I didn't want to do anything like that. I would be um, staying in the house. So those are some good books that I've read um, and I'm about to finish. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about Slow West. Let's talk about the film Slow West. Now, the significance of this film, normally I go straight into things, but I'm going to give a little backstory on why this film's kind of interesting. Um, I was looking for films to, to watch, and I didn't have a lot of time, so I looked up films that were like only a, an hour and 30 minutes, and it came across Slow West, and I was like, okay, let me watch that. Now, I've bought this movie. I was going to see it at the theater. I've been trying to watch it, and finally I just sat down today on Mother's Day and said, I'm going to watch this film. And I didn't have much time, but I watched it. Wow. It blew me away. I, you know, I like westerns, but this was like a western drama in the same way that Hostiles was um, done, that um, the Christian Bale film. It was very, um, it, it's such a beautiful film, but it's a gritty, dark film in some ways. 
where it's looking at the light and dark of the the west and uh, I, I was just I was just floored I was riveted I could not believe how good this film was amazing cinematography amazing direction I, I I'm like this is like a, a gem that you need to watch it's only an hour and 30 minutes and they tell such an amazing story so now let me get into the specifics here uh, it was directed by John McLean this was his first feature film. Wow. The actors in it, Cody Smith McPhee, Michael Fassbender, Karen Pisteris, Ben Mendelsohn, Rory McCain, The Hound, Brooke Williams. The music is done by Jed Kurzel. I, I, I'm just floored. Uh, Fassbender was amazing in this film. Um, Cody Smith McPhee brought such an interesting... Um, you know, pl not placid, but you know, pass this this honest portrayal of somebody who tries to do the right thing in all situations. And Michael Fassbender is kind of seeing him in that situation. It's hard for me to really explain this film. It's about a boy who kind of goes off on his own, and he kind of stumbles across Michael Fassbender's character, and he becomes um, he's called Silas. And he kind of, uh, you know, takes him to where he needs to go because he's trying to find this woman that he um, uh, has been um, been after. And it's we, the the cinematography is just breathtaking. The shots they got, wow! Just when, when you talk about like paintings of of a film or pictures, shots, this is that film. The shots in it are just breathtaking. And it's such a clean, fast, powerful story. The thing that I could most compare it to is um, Dead Man by uh, Jim Jarmusch, the Johnny Depp film. That f it, it, It's similar to that film, but this is not black and white. And wow, the, just the, the breathtaking visuals. It just is like... Oh, wow, now it's uh, thundering. We're going to have the whole shebang here on uh, on this uh, podcast. We've got thunder. We've got rain. <laughs> um, but wow, I mean, I've just, I, I was, I was floored. I was kind of like, why did I wait so long to watch this? And now watching it, I'm like, I want to watch it again. I just is floored. This is one of the best things one of the best westerns is one of the best films I've seen in a long time and I've just been kind of sick of everything and this is a film that kind of just drove me and it was like oh wow nobody knows about this film it's a small film I don't know anything about this film and it just it just took me in I don't even want to go into spoilers because there's no point going into the spoilers the whole film's good you can't go wrong with this film I cannot recommend this movie enough it's just an hour and 30 minutes, and he just tells a story like no other. Michael Fassbender is awesome in it. Cody Smith McPhee is awesome in it. All the actors are in it. Ben Mendelsohn, who I've watched in The, the Place uh, Behind the Pines, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, which I watched that again this week, and I think I might do some of the Dark Knight films, but I'm, I'm weighing those options. Uh, ben Mendelsohn's in, um, he's in Rogue One. Uh, what what an amazing actor. Just 
you know, so subtle and, you know, just, you know, you just believe who he is. Uh, Roy McCann, who play, you know, plays the Hound, he's got a little role in this, but man, just, you, you talk about somebody taking the screen and not really wasting it. Just great stuff. And Jed Curzon who did the score for Macbeth. This is such a unique, a different score, an underscore in some ways, because it's so underplayed, but, you know, it works well. If you love scores like I do, you're going to notice it. And I love how he scores things. I love Macbeth, and I love this, and I I just think this is is such a masterful film. I, I... cannot recommend this enough i don't want to spoil it for anyone all i can say is it's like it's one of the best films i've seen and uh, i can't recommend it enough and i don't want to go into spoilers here and when we come back i'm going to talk about the nevers looks like we're going to have to deal with more thunder during this, um, so I just finished the uh, Nevers episode two, and I've got to say this was—I thought this was just as good as episode one. I like the way it builds. Um, Josh Whedon has done a masterful job of creating these characters, and I really care about all of them. And there's so many, and he just continues to to build them. Um, we really get to see more of Tom Riley's character as well as um, Anne Skelly's. Oh, wait, that's the actor's name. <laughs> Augustus, Augie, and uh, Penance Adair's um, relationship kind of starts to bloom in this episode. Uh, Laura Donnelly, who plays um, Amelia uh, True, who's like one of the main characters. Uh, wow, she really develops, you know, you really get that feeling of this character has the weight of the world because she can see visions and she's got a vision and she can't really, you know, tell where it needs to go. Um, Olivia Williams is great in this show. Um, I've always loved her in the film uh, Rushmore. So you've got all these um, fantastic actors. Nick Frost is in it. Pip Torrance. Ben Chaplin, James Norton, who plays Hugo Swan. He's one of my favorites. He plays the cocky Hugo Swan. Um, it really, you know, and we kind of start to see the sides being drawn, that the war is coming between the touched and these people that kind of want to take control of the touched. And so you've got these two, you know, wars going, and I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the slow storytelling here. And you, you see the class differences, uh, especially with Penance Adair and um, uh, Penance and uh, Augie, who kind of start to have a relationship in this, and you start to see the class cl- differences here. Um, we have another character who is um, just discovered her powers, and she's trying to find the touched. And, um, well, all right, we're going to talk about spoilers. So, one. Two, three, four, ah. Okay, you've been warned. Um, yeah, she's trying to find the touched, and at the end, she finds the bad. And uh, they are pretty much, you know, just manipulating her. And we find out at the end of this episode 
that Olivia Williams, uh, Lavina Bidlow, is actually pulling all the strings. She's the bad guy. So she's playing all the sides. And she's the head person. Uh, Milady, uh, played by Amy Manson, she does a great job of playing this woman who's tormented but almost has like almost the mind of a child at times. And she's got such a, a weight in character. And Tom Riley, you know, he, his character of Augustus where he, you know, he is one of the touched. But he can't really reveal it to anyone. Um, and we see him and um, Hugo. Hugo and Augustus are kind of, um, you know, um, becoming friends. Um, Mary is being held captive throughout this whole episode. And we find Mary and Penance are both, like, hung on this thing. And Amalia has to make an, a, has to make a decision. Uh, Milady's like, you can't, you have, you have to choose one or the other, or you could shoot me, and they both die, and so she shoots herself, and the cops come, uh, the Inspector Frank comes and, uh, takes them away, and we find, you know, she's like, I tried not to hit any vital organs, he's like, well, either your aim is horrible, or you don't know anatomy, they save her, um, and then we get the the big reveal that uh, Lavina Bidlow is actually the bad guy, and she's creating. She sees the war coming, and you know the battle lines are drawn. Even though she's welcoming the touched, she in some ways I think wants to destroy the touched. So a lot of um, and also we get to see uh, Hugo Swan and uh, and Lord Mawson, played by Pitt Torrens, have a nice little um, scene. I just love this this show. Um, I'm really enjoying it, and I can't recommend it enough. So that's my view on that. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about politics. So stay tuned. So let's talk about politics. The big thing that is happening is it looks like the Biden administration is backing the lifting of the COVID-19 vaccine patents, which the problem is a lot of Moderna and uh, Pharma and Johnson & Johnson, they want to protect their patents so that you can't make, um, you know, generic versions. They want to take protect all the profits and we're seeing more and more if they lift the patents, it will allow it to get into these poorer countries that need generic versions so everybody can get this vaccine. And they seem to be um, against it. And Bill Gates has been one of the head people to say he's against it. Um, he says that it's going to, you know, Dr. Fauci says that he believes that this will, um, that this could be dangerous, that it'll take too long and stuff. Yeah, it might take longer, but once they get it, they'll get it. And we really need to take help, help these other countries because if we don't, the variants are going to spread. And we need to, we need to do everything we can now. In the United States, we are seeing a drastic drop in the COVID, uh, um, COVID deaths as well as COVID cases. And so that is good all around. We're, we're getting on into the front of this. So we need to help this with the other countries. Um, as a professional wrestling fan, I'm seeing Japan is suffering, just like India is suffering. 
Japan, several guys got it in, um, in New Japan, um, and they had to cancel uh, shows. And I don't even know if we're going to have the Olympics there. I mean, a lot of problems are, are happening, so we need to help as much as we can. And I think backing the patent, the lifting of the vaccines, patents, is one of the best ways to do that. Now, I've heard arguments on both sides, but I've got to believe that, you know, lifting the patents is the way to go, and I hope that's the way to go. Other big thing that happened here, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor of California, and she's running on the Republican ticket. She went on Hannity, and she released an ad, and the ad is really good. It, you know, showcases hope and things like that. The thing that doesn't show is policy. And a lot of us progressives want to see policy, but that's not who she's running for. She's running for the Republican ticket, and they just want what sounds good. And uh, she's hitting all the buzzwords that they like. They, she could be their new Trump. The funny thing is South Park predicted this when they had uh, Mr. Garrison uh, ran for president. His running mate was Caitlyn Jenner. And now here, Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor, and who knows, she may be the big threat to the Democratic Party and the weapon that the Republican Party has been waiting to have, a transgender person who represents Republican politics. So that will be interesting to see where this goes. Um, She's trying to say she's going to take out, she's going to help the little guy, although this is somebody who is making tons of money and has made a lot of money. So I don't see how she can um, agree with that, but that's, I mean, where we're going. Some people think she looks like a clown. Some people are interested. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, Gavin Newsom, uh I don't know, he's not very popular right now, but maybe if he goes against Caitlyn Jenner, he'll look popular by comparison, which is really sad that that's how we're going to look at politics, but that seems to be the way they want to look at politics in this country. Uh, I think that's really sad. Uh, another thing that has happened is uh, Biden is looking to raise the limit on the number of refugees allowed into the United States, which... Um, Trump's administration limited uh, it to 15,000 refugees, and it looks like he wants to allow as many as 6,500 refugees to enter the United States during the next six months, which I think is a good thing. Some people are, are completely against that. They think that letting in foreign people leads to crime, and I don't agree. I think we need to help these people, but that's me. I'm a humanitarian, and I believe in, you know, helping. So we shall see. Um, I'm sure this will be a Republican talking point that they can use because the midterm elections are coming up and uh, Joe Biden better get to work on some things. He better get some stuff passed because the clock is ticking. He needs to convince people that uh, he knows what he's doing with the power and that to keep him having power. Otherwise, they're going to say, oh, well, we'll try the next guy. Because that's what they do. If you don't do anything with the power, we just move on to the next person. And uh, it's unfortunate. So we'll have to see how this, um, this leads. Um, let's see if uh, in September he actually does pull out of um, Afghanistan. We will see about that. 
And that's about it on politics. Um, those are the big stories. I, something, other things happened, but those are the th big things I wanted to talk about. It's the patent, Caitlyn Jenner, and uh, fine, raising the refugees. So let's end with a quote. And the quote I'm going to talk about is uh, Henry Ford. So let's talk about that. Okay, so we're going to end on a positive note. So here we go. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford, founder of the Ford Motor Company. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So what it's saying is, basically, if you say, I can't do this, yeah, you're right. But if you say, I can do this, you're right as well. So it goes both ways. You're right. It's all about perception. Perception is everything. And very few people learn this. They, they want to believe that, you know, that oh, I just can't do this. Like, there's no can't, there's no can. It's whatever you believe. And that's what the law of attraction is supposed to be. The law of attraction is that it's not, um, it's, it's more about you get who you are. And that's kind of way and I think it's a great quote and it's one of the famous quotes and it's been misconstrued many times but it's great I remember they did it in uh, Family Guy when uh, Stewie was running out he said remember Brian whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right <laughs> so that was funny um, but it's a great quote and if you think about it I think it'll help you a great deal and with that, I think that about does it. I want to say thank you for listening. As always, you can find me at Justin Yachts. And I will see you next time on the DMF.